Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. There is a lot of heavy topics that we talk about in here. We tackle it. There's some light, some not, but I'm the first one to admit that's not always my space of flourishing or leaning into easily. And today's guest completely breaks that mold in the best fucking way. I love her energy. I love every time I interact with her, I see her stories. I talk to her. She is just this radiant beam of energy and fire and excitement. And it's Jess, the greater dater. Jess is a dating coach and a professional wing woman and hype woman. You will see exactly what she means. If you want to feel good about yourself, whether you are in the online dating form, if you are dating, if you are in a long-term relationship, if that's not your scene at all, whatever, if you just want to listen to a fun conversation and get jacked up about how amazing of a human you are, stay tuned, sit in and listen. And Jess walks women and men through the world of dating and making real human connections, making it not something that we dread, making it something that you love and you have light with, and you're going to get some good stories that she shares. And it's just a better idea of how, as she explains it, nobody taught us how to date and nobody taught us how to date well. And then you throw in a global pandemic on the top. Talk about not knowing how to connect with humans. And I was thinking throughout this thing too, no matter where you're at in that space, in that world, you want to connect to another human as a human. So use her lessons and her skills to better any relationship that you have, whether it's starting out new or well-established. I just, I'm so excited. I just am all the feels to share the amazing and wonderful Jess with you. Hey Jess, how are you? Hello, Megan. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I am so pumped to be here. Um, I I absolutely love this podcast. So you're so sweet. I love your energy. I had told you before, even like your stories on Instagram, they make me happy. Your pictures make me happy. You just like, you were just this sweet little happy person nugget and I just like always want to hug you I love it (laughs) that is the nicest thing anybody has ever said like this is the best way to open up (laughs) you're very welcome (laughs) you're very welcome it's true I'm not just hyping you up like it's actually true um and speaking of thank you (laughs) speaking of the hype up uh why don't you go ahead and see some perfect Go ahead and fill everybody in on who you are and what you're about. I love that segue first. (laughs) (laughs) But my name is Jess and I'm a modern dating coach. So 
AKA, I'm a wing woman. I'm a hype man. I live in Los Angeles. And yeah, I founded Greater Dater. And basically, I'm on a straight up mission to really bring the humans back to online dating, to bring that connection back, to bring the realness back. And I'm here to show people that dating does not have to be the worst thing ever, you know? Mm. Like, it can be fun. You can enjoy this. You can feel good about yourself as you date, you know? Where and somewhere. Did, yeah, I was like, where did this come from? I love it. <laughs> I love that. So somewhere along the way, dating just became this like really serious, like not pleasant place. And just to, to kind of jump into this, this backstory, we'll kind of like segue a little bit. But when I first started online dating, I absolutely hated it. Like that is where it came from. It did not feel real to me. It did not. Like I was making a connection with anyone. And I moved out to LA, I want to say nine years ago. Like, what year is it? I, know. <laughs> I think nine years ago. <laughs> I was <laughs> oh, but so I was 22. I was living in Venice Beach. I was spending a lot of time in West Hollywood. I was just, I was living this life. I was having a time, okay? <laughs> like, it, it was great, but I still wanted to meet somebody. And Tinder was maybe a year old at the time. And it was, you know, it was this new way to meet people. So I downloaded the app. I was like, cool, I am going to pick my hottest photos, doing my hottest things. I'm going to write this really mysterious, ambiguous bio, like something that says absolutely nothing and nothing about me. And so I think I said, I'm new here, dot, dot, dot. And <laughs> That was it, okay? <laughs> so I launched this bad boy and I got a ton of matches. I got a ton of messages. I got, like I had dates lined up for two weeks straight pretty much. And I was like, this is great. I'm in this new city. I'm meeting all of these new men. I'm, you know, trying all of these new things. But every single day, it was something that, you know, our intentions didn't align. Our, you know, they were looking for something else. They would disappear. I would disappear. Like, it was just, everything was kind of off. And I realized that I was not enjoying this at all, at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the piece of date lined up that you were not feeling any of it. None. No, because it's just like you, you. Okay, wait, well, I'll kind of continue and it's going to like lay its, itself all out. Like it didn't necessarily make sense to me until it like hit this point. So, <laughs> so I was going through the dating scene and there was this one night where I got home from this really bad date. Like I don't remember the date, but I remember the night. And I just like walked in the door, I plopped on the couch and I was like, that's it. Like I am done. I'm taking a knee. I'm retiring. Like, this is it. And I put my phone down. And yeah, that lasted like an hour, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> then I just reached for my phone. And I was like, all right, I'm in greater Los Angeles area. Like, this is, this is something I cannot resist. And so from there, I 
I realized how much I hated it. And I made a list of all of the things that, you know, just did not feel good about online dating. They just did not feel like me. And there were a few things that just kind of popped out. And one of those things was that there was no human connection. My profile wasn't working. And really, I just wasn't clear on what I was looking for. So that kind of, that kind of all compounded into like me com completely flipping the way that I dated, realizing that I had control over all of these things, realizing that I wasn't showing up in a way that I wanted to show up. And because of that, I wasn't meeting the types of people that I was actually looking for. Where, where do you feel like we get lost in the space of we don't get to control any of this? Where does that come from? That is a really good question. And I think it's because nobody knows really how to date in the modern dating scene. Mm -hmm. And this is very apparent. So we enter it from a place of insecurity, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you kind of look to the other person, you look to the stranger to kind of take the lead, but that's where you give the power away. You know, you enter the dating scene from this perspective of, oh my gosh, like, are they gonna like me? What do they think of me? Like, what, how am I coming across? Am I too much? Am I not doing enough? And all of these things just, like, this is the perspective where you take yourself out of the game before you even begin. And like people feel out of control because they don't know what they're looking for. People feel out of control because they give their power to a stranger to decide how this should go. If they're into this, if there's a connection, if this is working and you know, that's not cool. So I always say to my clients, like to treat the first date, not like an interview, but like your one goal is to get to know that person on a really human level, you know, just really get deep and have your list of non-negotiables, have those things that you, you can't compromise on in a person, have those things that you're looking for in a person and just use that first date to get to know like, okay, is this person in alignment with that? Is this person kind of what I'm, what I'm about? And that's kind of where you lose control. If you don't feel clear, if you don't feel secure in what you're looking for and who you are. We talk so much about mindset and worth and value and all of these pieces on this podcast in different settings, but mindset's mindset. I don't care if you are thinking about your food, your exercise, your business, obviously dating. If I don't, if my mindset's not clear, if I don't feel that worth and that value of myself, of course, I'm going to just wait on somebody else to be like, do you accept me? Is this good? Is this what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's it too. You know, we have a lot of baggage is not the right word but we have a lot of you know like our dating Stories history our relationship and, history mm -hmm. all of those things whether we recognize it or not those are triggers those are things that if we have not necessarily addressed in ourselves we're not 
going to be able to fully open ourselves up and the people that we seek out are a reflection of those triggers you know there are people that pull this to the surface and it's so much easier to have a scapegoat to have somebody to blame for the reason that you are feeling this way you know and so when we don't we don't do that mindset work when we don't really get clear on okay you know this is this is where I'm at right now. If we don't meet ourselves where we are, there's no way we can get to where we want to be. There's no way we can find that, that person that really, you know, compliments us because we haven't fully recognized ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like, that's key. And so a lot of times I, I do kind of joke that we do really deep work, like whether or not my clients are even realizing it. And a lot of times we get pretty far down the line and they're like, wow, you know, I feel this very deep change, but I, you know, like I make it fun. And that's, it's just kind of this, this ability that I've always had just to kind of see people, meet them where they are and take those little steps to change that mindset, to kind of address what we need to address, but really like, uplift them so they can just feel their best and really recognize what they want and go after it you know like dating doesn't have to be this like scary place it can be fun you can show up as you are and that's really what i want to show people so and i love i think this is why i'm drawn to you so much and i freaking love you because i <laughs> I, I love that but i, I definitely somebody that takes life too seriously in so many aspects. And so, and we talk so much about here and with my clients of like, we're doing the work and it's heavy. And yes, there is that. But just because we do the work doesn't mean that it all has to be heavy and doom and gloom. Like you can still get progress as you do Jess and have fun. Yes. Yes. I love that so much because that, that really is what it is. And dating has this like connotation of this wild west kind of culture, this, this place where, you know, there are really no rules. There are no, you know, regrets. There's just no accountability, but just because no one knows the rules doesn't mean there aren't any. You know, and it's like once you figure out that framework, once you figure out how, you know, what makes me a catch, how do I get really clear? How do I narrow down my search in order to like filter out everything else that is not a good fit? How do I start attracting the right type of person instead of trying to sort through this kind of swamp of like ghosts and zombies and catfish and whatever other terms are out there. <laughs> but like you are trying to find love and that should not be something you hate to do. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, I like when you say, like, I never really thought of that space, but like, yeah, I don't really want to start finding love in something that I hate doing. Yeah. Have you ever online dated? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that just not, that hasn't been the space where I've been in relationships or where I've met people in my relationships, but, and I, I appreciate people like you just because you take the stigma off of something that I think online dating has 
and that or that's in a lot of our minds and in our frame and especially in a day and age like we're in now where like i the most human connection most of us have is over zoom so how do you find human connection with a date when that's hard to begin with and now we're in quarantine like what how yes yes i really appreciate you saying that because that is a universal truth pretty much like that is how everyone is feeling and it's like before quarantine people really didn't understand how to date to start with the modern dating scene to start with now add a global pandemic on top of it okay <laughs> like people are are not doing so hot and rightly so like it is not something inherent like you don't come out of the womb just knowing how to date. Mm -hmm. You don't come out of the womb knowing how to use Tinder or, you know, it's just a new scene. And now it's a really new scene. And there are ways to do it, to foster that connection. Like you mentioned, there are ways to kind of bring the humans in as much as possible. You know, Let's like, draw all the human beings in, please. Exactly, exactly. So one thing that I, I really, 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 really will keep saying is that dating apps are just a tool. The point of a dating app is to get, like, get a match, connect with somebody that you're kind of interested in, exchange a few messages, and then get off the app. Because that's where people just go into this, I call them conversational cul-de-sacs. Like, you take a hard left into a dead end. And that's where people get frustrated. They're like, oh my gosh, I am talking about the same surface level stuff with the same surface level people. And what is this place? And what the heck am I doing here? And, <laughs> and that's where you get like, so when somebody's in that cul-de-sac, they're seeing that pattern, they're seeing this space, they're hating the experience that they're doing. How do you, how do you bring out that connection? How do you show somebody how to find a real human and be a real human? That is such a great question. We start with like, I will look at a client and I will get to know them as a human, you know, really understand who you are. What do you like to do? How, how, how do you date? Like what fits into the lifestyle that you already have? And then beyond that, like, what are you looking for? Not just in a person, not just physically, but how do you want to feel with that person? What do you want to do with that person? How do you want to spend your time with that person? And from there, you know, I, I make sure that we're packaging them in the right way. It's almost like branding a person, but honestly, it's, it's looking for those qualities in somebody that will align and attract with you know, the type of person that they're looking for. So their photos, their bio, like all of those things will start bringing in the higher quality people without having to go out and look for them. You know, it starts with a dating profile. And once you have a very good dating profile, from there, you start to get a little bit more confident because your matches go up, your messages get a little deeper, your interactions get a little bit more just fulfilling. And you're like, hmm, maybe, maybe this is working. And from there, it's just 
really uncovering some of those mindset things you know really uncovering some of those limiting beliefs those past relationship you know things that you don't recognize until they actually come up in a current situation so that's where i say i'm kind of like this wing woman and hype man combo because as those things come up i'm there to be like all right this is this is what this is and redirect towards something positive to hold space for it to recognize it but then to move in the direction that you want to go and i had a mentor and she she once said something that will like forever change the way that i see pretty much everything how's that for a statement that's it but, I like whatever I, it is i was like well i'm gonna write this down whatever i need to hear right now but um it's you can't see the big picture when there's a red flag in the way like yeah. a big massive red flag you can't see behind that giant red flag and that's so true because you're so in the weeds. You, you can't see. And that's what I do. I pull you out of it just a little bit because oftentimes you'll say something or, you know, even myself, somebody will say something to me and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that is so obvious. Like, how did I not see that? Mm -hmm. How did I not? Like, how did I not see that coming? I, you really? Yeah. I was just going to say like, coaching all of this is the same fundamental thing like we're just dealing with energy in all of this space whether you're coaching with somebody to work on your business or your your dating or body whatever your coach specialty is like that's the that's the benefit of having somebody on your side to say like hey guess what you need some support let's let's talk this through let's work through this sticky situation in this space yes absolutely and it's it's one of those things where it's my favorite thing to do because dating is not linear you know it's like you go a little bit you feel so good about yourself and then something will just come out of nowhere and you'll be like oh, oh, oh or something else will come up and just having having somebody to turn to and say oh is this normal like what do i say to this like am i doing the right thing is this me like having somebody there to kind of reassure you that you're on the right path or redirect if you're kind of veering off a little bit like i've gone through all of this you know i'm i'm right there with you so that's i don't coach anything that i haven't done myself i've spent so many years really doing that deep, deep, deep work. I've had so many different coaches. I've had so many different therapists. I've had all sorts of training to be able to walk somebody through this dating curve. Mm -hmm. And I would have to assume that if you're starting with a healthy foundation of what your intentions are, what your worth and value is, where your mindset is, what, what your non-negotiables are, that has to just set you up for a much healthier relationship if it turns down into that path. Yes, yeah, and, and also just, you know when you start dating someone new and you, you overthink a lot, you know, second guess, third guess, and you know, it continues. It just like, you kind of lose yourself in mm -hmm. the thinking and you really forget to be who you are, you forget to really just enjoy the person for who they are. There's this inner monologue that a story 
you know, starts to develop. And a lot of times it's just us projecting any insecurities on that person or any internal kind of turmoil on that person. And so really having that grounded foundation of this is who I am helps you at least a little bit see another person for who they are you know and be present I would be present yes. in the moment instead of in, yes. in this space like actually connecting with the human that is sitting in front of you or beside you right and see you we say this now we're talking about this now and people are probably listening going yeah that's right but then all of a sudden you're like whoa like I'm not doing that mm -hmm. you know I have completely made up this whole narrative like there is this alternate reality that's just you know like not even happened it's not even going to happen but i i really believe it because i've thought about it so much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are some of the good stuff that you hear like um i love when you share the ridiculous messages or the insane <laughs> stories like i know this might not be the most helpful to people but like this is just solid good entertainment at unfortunately somebody else's experience oh, expense but oh yes oh yes and when you say good like success stories or like well let's hear both say good like let's oh, okay let's hear both ends of the spectrum i mean yeah we're we're about to get a little <laughs> weird but first we'll start with the success story so my favorite thing like ever that. okay i have met all of my serious boyfriends off of tinder Okay, so Tinder, I, I don't necessarily recommend to a lot of people, only because there are a lot of people on it. And you really have to understand, you have to have a bump in profile. You have to really understand who you are and how to kind of use it and direct the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, it's going to be complete overwhelm. But Tinder is my jam. And I, I just, I meet the most interesting people. So that's kind of a success story. Like you, you encounter just intriguing humans here in Los Angeles, especially like, it's my favorite hobby. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And um, I guess we're going to take a little side detour, but I don't have a type. I don't have a physical type. I am attracted to really incredible humans. Okay. People who are really good at what they do and usually really creative or, you know, do something different than what I do. Mm -hmm. And that, that is kind of a funny thing, especially when people are like, oh yeah, you know, I like a, a five foot 10 blonde haired surfer dude from Manhattan beach, you know? And so it's like me being like, I just like really, uh, really interesting. You just have to be like, really interesting. Like, tell me some good stories. Oh, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think through some of these. I had, I had some and I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to, um, but I think getting asked for nudes, okay, I'm going to actually, this thing kind of came up. I honestly have only gotten asked for nudes just a handful of times, like over my entire career. And like, that's, that's pretty good. I got to say, like, I will <laughs> brag about that uh, because this is a very common thing. And it just, it gets my goat something fierce. Like there's a worldwide web for this. Yeah. There's <laughs> access to this. Like stop people. bugging the wildlife. We're <laughs> just here looking for love. And <laughs> so I had a client and an incredible human, like one of those people that just like 
you're laughing consistently and you can't help it. She'll be telling such a sad story and we're both laughing because she's so funny. But she was talking about this, this man that asked her for nudes the first time and she told him, no, I'm not about this. And I was like, yo, you know, cut that off. Like mm -hmm. we're done here. But she continued to kind of entertain this a little bit. He asked her a second time. She said, no. And she kept going. And the third time he asked her for nudes, she sent him a picture of her poop. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like that is such an extreme measure. But like, also I really respect that. You know, you said no. <laughs> so it's kind of become a game and a very therapeutic in a way if there is a certain client that continues to come to me with like oh my gosh I gotta ask again I'm like all right you know what is something maybe not poop that you can send instead of a nude and I kind of started this like fake nudes trend <laughs> just because it was hey you've got to bring some of the silliness some of the fun back to it and like that that's that's one of my favorite things you just kind of turn that around um i did have i did go on a date one time uh with <laughs> a hysterical man um we're at a very nice place in los angeles and his profile he had a line in there that said i have a lot of really stupid tattoos so and you're already i intrigued i'm already intrigued so I meet him and it's like this crowded place, these tables, there are only a few of them and they're on a platform. So everybody else can kind of see and it's a Saturday night and I'm sitting there and I asked him like, all right, man, like what's the stupidest tattoo you have? And he goes, well, I have a giant like two cheek ass tat. <sighs> And I was like, excuse me? He goes, let me show you. And he walks around to my side, fully drops his pants. <laughs> like, not just like the back end, but like all of it. And I was like, this is incredible. And <laughs> this, it was like, things like this happen all of the time. And it is like this incredible experience, this science experiment <laughs> that I can't get enough of. And, you know, you just got to look for things like that. Where if you're do not, you go from there? Um, up. <laughs> you definitely go up. <laughs> like, what is step two of that interaction? I, um, I think I laughed for <laughs> five minutes. Like, I could not stop. I, it just, it was wonderful. Um, but then he did say, I like to disclaim to anybody that I meet potentially um, before before we get nude. And I was like, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, but uh, <laughs> maybe not in a public restaurant next time. <laughs> We've already been there. Like, you know, you gotta. Yeah. But the best part about online dating is like, if it doesn't work out, at least make it a really good story. There you, go. you know, like, you go. that's how I choose my dates. I'm like, are they really interesting? And or am I going to come out of that with like, <laughs> like something? Listen to, to this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as you said in the beginning, like, 
not everything is doom and gloom and serious all the time. Like if you can't have fun with it, maybe you need to reevaluate something in the, in the mess of it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what, that's what it's about. And it's like, if you enter this online dating space from a place of uh, like this sucks, like that is what you're going to attract. And it's all about picking. It is, it is. And it's like, if you pick up your phone at the end of a long day and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling this. I don't want to do this, but I want to meet somebody. Who are these people? I'm not into this. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be there in a positive headspace. And like, that's going to reflect on every interaction. And that happens so often because realistically, not too many people want to be there. But when you know what you're doing, when you know what you're looking for, when you're able to like attract good matches and then sort through them very efficiently, it's fun. And you can just pick, you know, when you present yourself as a high quality dater, all of the low level stuff, the people who are just in, in it kind of halfway or are in it looking for something else or are in it for, you know, it's just not what you're looking for. You have the option to to stay above that, you know, to, to keep showing up fully, to keep acting like from a place of integrity, to keep treating people like humans, to keep being the types of dater that you want to find. And you have the option of staying up here and you don't have to drop down to that level. And when people don't know what they're about or their worth and stick to it, that's when people start to get tired because they're going from that high level energy down to meet somebody. They're investing energy in the wrong type of person. And so knowing where you want to be and who you are and what you're looking for, that takes out a lot of the guesswork. Is that your number one piece of advice, would you say? I, yes. um, Really knowing who you are and not just that, celebrating it, mm. you know, not just picking the hot photos, not just picking the version of you who you think someone else wants to see, like really owning who you are, showing the sides that tell a story, showing the things that make you a little vulnerable, that foster a little bit of a deeper connection, offering something up, not from a place of, oh my gosh, are they going to bully me? Or bully out of fear of being bullied but like really just staying true recognizing that your person is going to see that they're going to want that they're going to come to that they're going to be magnetized by that and there's just one you and I know that sounds so cheesy but there really is and your person will recognize that and they'll see you for that and you can't be something else and still recognize or still attract the person that sees you as you. You'll never feel like you if you don't know who that is. You are a hype woman. (laughs) I was just like, yeah, uh uh-huh, totally. (laughs) I I am a good person with person value. Like, you are good. Oh, well, thank you. No, honestly, like, I, life's too short not to feel good about yourself. It's not, a place to feel insecure like all of those insecurities really are the things that make you a really really rad soul 
And a lot of the things that, you know, we think somebody's really tuned into, nobody even notices. And so when you recognize that, that takes the power out of it. And it's just like, it allows you, it frees you up to really get to know that person. And the minute that you kind of start to recognize that the person across from you isn't judging you, they're just judging themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that's huge because then not only can you not judge you, you can hold space and you can really just get to know somebody and eliminate some of that fear. Or get a really good story. Or get a really good story. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We could do a whole podcast on that. (laughs) Really good stories. Yeah. 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 It is a little hard because it's like you, you want to balance. Like a lot of these people are very identifiable. (laughs) So I'm like, wait, uh, how can I? Oh, how can can I do a good story? Just where can people find you and find out more of what you're about and join your really fun stuff that you have going on? I Thank love it. you. So yeah, greaterdater.com. You can find me there. Uh, a little bit more about me and what I do. Also Instagram at greaterdater. And I have a free Facebook group. It's for women only. Uh, men, yours is coming soon, but uh-huh. this is called Pen 13 Club. Um, love it you'll you'll see how it's written and you're like hey (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah this is a space for really just like incredible women to support each other through love stuff so it's people who are married single like all stages of love and it's just a really cool space to kind of collaborate and support each other um and yeah email i'm sure we'll have that listed all the good stuff will be in the yeah of course uh, yes. Yeah. So always ending with a couple questions. And the first one is, what would you say is your super weapon? Love that. Love that. Super weapon is, I'm like that really flattering mirror. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was just, like, I was like hoping you would say like hype woman of some kind. And like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not just like the mirror that you see and you're like, okay, that's me. I reflect the good parts of you, not just in a way that you see it, but that you believe it. And not just that you believe it, but that you get excited about it. You're like, yes. And then you do something with it. And that's what I'm good at is getting you to that point, meeting you where you are, seeing you for who you are, getting you to see yourself for who you are. And then just like, let's, let's go, let's do this. You know, let's find that person. Let's date and just have a time. And what does being fierce mean to you? Another good one, man. Um, so I was listening to Dawn's podcast. Mm, um, yeah. Yep. Yep. And there was a lot in there that I was like, dude, that, that, that word. Um, but vulnerable, mm-hmm. being vulnerable, the ability to really understand who you are, not just understand it, but own it and be able to show that to other people, the human bits, you know, show those human bits to strangers. That is the fiercest thing that you can do because that's where the deeper connection will come from. And that is where the power lies. So being fierce, being vulnerable, showing your human bits to strangers. (laughs) (laughs) In whatever way that (laughs) you. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, wow. That, that, that's a final note. Well, you know. <laughs> no, and I, <laughs> I, I agree in that space of the whole thing, the whole theme of what you've been talking about is when you are confident in who you are and you know what you are about and you feel that authentic space, then you're okay with being a little bit, you don't have to bear everything. I'm sure there's a line and I'm sure you tell everybody that too, but, but you know, you're okay with showing some of those pieces. That's, that's how we foster actual connection with somebody. Yes. And especially now when that human connection is really important, people have had time, especially if you're in solo quarantine, like if you are dating in solo quarantine, like talk about a, a mind blow. Okay, there's so much space to overthink this, but really just offering up a little bit of, about yourself outside of the standard, hey, how are you? What's going on? What new skills have you learned? But going a little bit deeper, like that helps to invite that other person to meet you there. You give a little bit and you get a little bit and then you go a little deeper and then they go a little deeper. And that is how you make that connection, especially in a time where there's just a lot of screens. And so it's really just offering up those human bits. I love that. Jess, thank you so much for doing this. I, you truly, you bring so much light and fun and just levity and joy in a space and in whatever we're talking about and doing. So I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you so much, Megan. Like this was really fun. And yeah, we can talk dating anytime. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.